Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My respected brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome back to Islamica, the show on the platform available for you at home to call and ask your questions. And again, my brothers and sisters, you can ask any question about any Islamic matter or any family matter, and we'll try to answer your questions according to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet. So I urge all of you, my brothers and sisters, to call and ask your questions. You will be not just only benefiting yourselves, that your questions will be answered. You are benefiting thousands of people who will be watching the channel and they will be benefiting from the questions and the answers, inshallah. My brothers and sisters, inshallah, without further delay, we have some questions as I mentioned to you earlier about that that came to us over the whatsapp now this question here my mother my mother cursed me and i'm afraid that allah will punish me through her curse now we need to understand what why your mother cursing you if you are if you are the from those ones who deserve to be cursed then in that case yes allah will punish you for that and they deserve to be cursed that if you you are not fulfilling the rights of your mother. You are not dealing with her in a good way. You are not, you are not be kind and soft and nice to her. Then of course you are from those ones who Allah Azza cursed before your mother cursing you. But if you are fulfilling the duties of your mom, you are looking after her. You are taking care of her. You are looking after her in every single way, and you are good to her and kind. And you have the, what we call it in, in Arabic bir, meaning to be kind and good to your parents, and and try your best to do that. And even if they are, keep cursing you because you are dealing with Allah, you are not dealing with the people. So try to understand this. When you deal with your parents, you are dealing with Allah, meaning you need to please Allah through your relation with your parents. You uh, And if your parents be pleased, were, were pleased with you, Alhamdulillah, that will be great. And if your parents were not pleased with you, even you try your best, you strive your best in order to please them, and yet they are not pleased, you have fulfilled your duties. And you have to carry on fulfilling the duties. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm doing this, they're not happy. No, you keep carrying on doing it and, and again and again and again throughout your life, throughout their life, until the death departs both of you. Then in that case, at least you have you try your best in to please them in their life. And after their death, you have to as well to take care of their friends, to try to be good to their friends, their relatives, as well to do uh, making dua for them, paying charity on their behalf. Do what you can to what you can do in order to to please them in and and to please Allah again through through being kind to them even after their death. That's that's your duty. Now again, if she curses you. If your mother or your father cursing you because you are not fulfilling their rights, then you deserve that. Allah understands. So you have to repent to Allah. You have to ask Allah to forgive you. And you have to seek, seek pardon from your parents. You have to ask them to forgive you. You have to tell them to forgive you. And in order that Allah Azzawajal to forgive you, to grant you forgiveness, wa ta'ala, and to expiate your sins. Otherwise, you're going to be amongst those who Allah Azzawajal curse. Billah. And Allah Azzawajal has mentioned in the Quran, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَنْ لَا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّهِ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا That Allah Azzawajal has judged. Allah, Allah, Allah made it as a legislation that to worship none but Him, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, and to be kind and good to the parents. So Allah Azzawajal has mentioned, even if your parents call, and as Allah said in the Quran, وَإِنْ جَاهَدَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَنْ تُشْرِكْ بِي مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِلْمِ فَلَا تُطْعُهُمَا وَصَاحِبُهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوحًا Even if they struggle, your parents, they struggle to make you associate with Allah partners, 
do not obey them and yet you have to be kind and good to them subhanallah even in a time when they are not fulfilling their duties to Allah when the time where they are not just only associating with Allah partners commanding you to associate with Allah partners Allah is still saying to you to do to be kind and good to them so, so that's why I will say to you, my brother or my sister, you have to fear Allah Azza wa Jal to, to the best of your ability and to fulfill the duties of Allah first and fulfill the duties of your parents to the best of your ability and being kind to them and be good to them. As the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu he said, he said to a man, he said to him, how can I be good to my mother? How can I be good to my mother? He said to him, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, stick to her feet. As the hadith of the Prophet, he didn't say to her to him, stick to her or be good to her or stick to her face. He says, stick to her feet and then fathammal jannah because the jannah is there when you stick to your mother's feet. That's what is your duty. Be to her like her own slippers, like basically as that. Be to her like her own servant. Then in that case, Allah Azza wa will be pleased with you and Allah Azza wa will be granting you forgiveness from him, ta'ala, even though. If she is not happy, whatever, you try your best and you carry on doing that, inshallah ta'ala. And you will see the result, inshallah, soon. And eventually, she will be pleased. All our mothers, alhamdulillah, they have good hearts. Eventually, they will be happy, inshallah ta'ala, if you try your best, inshallah ta'ala, to please them. May Allah forgive you, my brother or my sister. And may Allah rectify all your affairs and make you firm upon the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The other question... Uh, I want to know whether is it compulsory to start Salah with Bismillah or not. Yes, you should start with Salah with Bismillah. And Allah and, and, and the Bismillah is one of the ayat of the Fatiha. So you have to start with Bismillah. But not necessarily you have to recite it loudly. To recite, to say Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim And then you start reciting loudly by Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen as the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we have a caller inshallah ta'ala. Alo, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Yes, sister, how can I help? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sister, how can I help? Um, the reason I'm calling brother today, um, you know when we do a salah, after uh, three times when we say Subhana Rabbi al-Ala. Yes. Can we read um, um, dua like Rabbana Atina, Rabbana Zalamna, and like, no yeah, that's I'm just fine. saying short, yeah. Generally, and also can we say like for the children, like Rabbi Habli Minas Salihin, yes. for my parents. Yeah, you, you're talking about in sujood or ruku'? You know, when I go to extra sujood, and when I say Subhana Rabbi Al-Ala, after three times, can okay. Yeah, yeah, you can do it, inshallah ta'ala. That's fine. That's absolutely fine, inshallah ta'ala. You can do it and try to alternate between the dua. And there is a dua that the Prophet ﷺ many times used to make it in the sujood. He used to say, Allah, ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Oh Allah, you are the one who twists the heart of the people. Make my heart fame upon your faith. So that's, that's the best dua, inshallah ta'ala, and no problem to make any other dua, especially the dua which are mentioned in the Quran or the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu no problem. But you should know what you say, not just only just to memorize. You should say it from your heart, inshallah ta'ala, in order to, to, yeah. uh, to make sure that the dua, inshallah, is acceptable. Because the, the dua, you have to have a proper intention with it and to say it with, the, with full intention, inshallah ta'ala. Yes. Yeah, okay. and as well the Prophet ﷺ, he said that the person will be closer to Allah when he or she are in sujood. So when you are in sujood, you are closer to Allah and it's a special 
position in the sight of Allah and Allah will accept your dua بإذن الله تعالى and Allah has mentioned in the Quran Allah has mentioned in the Quran meaning make sujood and get closer to Allah تبارك وتعالى yes sister Okay, thank you very much. So it's that one I told you. It's okay to read those. Yes, inshallah ta'ala. But try to alternate between them. Meaning you don't need to make it as a habit to make all of them and you elongate your sujood. Make sure one, mm. one, once, once a time, yeah? One of them at a time. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, right. thank no you so much. No problem, sister. Okay. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Do you have another caller? Hello, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, I wanted to ask you, mashallah, a historical question. Yes. I don't know if you can share some knowledge. You know, back in Rasulullah, the Sahaba Ikram went to spread the message of Islam. Yes. I'm thinking, obviously, they did it for the sake of Allah. Yes, of course. Or were they given any, like, you know, money to do it? I mean, did they spread... Spread, spread the message and they said we'll do it if you paid us I will tell you something my brother do you think Allah will give blessing to this to their efforts and will make their efforts to be so significant that change the world not just only their own places they change the world within 27 years do you think do you think those people's intention has issues do you see the do you see my brother no, no, so, I, I, I think, mashallah, they did it for the sake of Allah. Yes, yes, my brother. We, we seem to have forgotten that. Think about this, my brother. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he migrated from Mecca to Medina while Abu Bakr was going around him to protect him. Sometimes he'll walk in front of him, sometimes he'll walk behind him, sometimes he'll walk on his right-hand side, sometimes he'll walk on his left-hand side, and he was thinking maybe someone will attack him from all the sides to protect the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After 27 years of this incident, the Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ went to Cyprus and they reached Cyprus. The Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ within 27 years after this incident, they were in Azerbaijan. The Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ, they were on the border of Kabul. The Sahaba of the Prophet ﷺ, they were in Tunisia and all of these areas. Do you think those people who have changed the face of the earth within 27 years, what do you think about their intention? You understand, my brother? Sure. Sure. Can I ask you why I've asked you this question? Yes. I want to explain. The reason I've explained to you, I've met a lot of, uh, mashallah, uh, Muslim personalities, shall I say, from institutions, and a lot of them are now saying, if you want knowledge about Islam, you've got to pay for it. And my understanding is the word of Islam spread across deserts, oceans, forests, like you said, the yes, yes. Khair. They, they did it for the sake of Allah. Let, let me as well add to your information as well. The Sahaba of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the intention, but it doesn't mean the Sahaba of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they had families, they had people to look after them, etc. So of course they earned as well, the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he distributed the war booties between them. He gave as well some of them as well, alayhi salatu wasalam. So the point is, it, this doesn't harm the intention. But don't make, and I'm saying this an advice for the, the teachers, don't make the education, the Islamic education, make it just only after money. Make it for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, and as well, no problem to charge. But if someone, 
wanted to learn but doesn't have the enough the fund to to, uh, to to learn no problem accommodate them because maybe you're gonna have the barakah through this inshallah so that's my take inshallah on this so i don't yani, uh, yani i'm saying there should be an inst institutes that can look after those uh, those du'at and those teachers and they pay those teachers and then no problem people to participate and to donate toward these institutes uh, is that clear my brother Okay, inshallah. You could call us back, inshallah, my brother. Okay, next caller. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalamu rahmatullah. Yes, sister. How can I help? Um, if one is performing nawafil salah, yeah, and then you remember that you might have left something on the cooker, can you break your salah to yes. switch it off? Yes. Even if it was obligation as well, and otherwise you're gonna burn the you're gonna burn the house, correct? Okay. So, okay. so that's why, if it's especially the nawafil, you could, you could, you could interrupt it anytime. The obligatory. Try your best to pray while you are focused on your salah. If there is something that bothers you, for example, you you learned something and it could cause could could cause harm, then in that case, you should leave it until you make sure that there is no harm. Then you you start again from the salah. Is that clear, my sister? Yeah. And what about answering the door? Like if the door bearings? That, that's, now, now here it depends. Now, uh, nowadays many of people, many people in the UK, they live, for example, in, uh, for example, in in in, uh, in two floor, two floors, for example, house. So what you're saying to me, if you are praying upstairs, and then the door ring, do you think in the salah you could go down all the way, walk down to through the stairs, open the door, and then uh, get the whatever from the postman, then go upstairs? That's you. That's not salah. So if you are close to the door, and as the, for example, as Umm Khattab and others, if you are close to the door, two, two, three steps behind just to open if there is something important, then no problem. And this is a nafil salah, not obligatory salah. But if it's obligatory salah, you can't. You just keep and focus until you finish. Is that clear? Yeah. And also, if you're doing the two sujuds, yeah. and you you can't remember if you've, um, done the second one or not? You so mean you can't remember you... that you have done the second one? Yeah. If you can't remember that you have done the second one, this is if then in that case, if you are went to the next rakah, I mean you stand up, you have to go back to do the second one. And then after that, meaning as long as you didn't go fully to the next rukun, to the next pillar. You have to go back to do the second one. If you started reciting Fatiha, then you remember the might you didn't do the second sajda, then in that case, that rak'ah is void, is not invalid, but the salah is still valid, but you have to repeat the whole rak'ah again. So after you say the salam, then you do yeah, if you if you said the salam and you remember you didn't do one sajda, then you have to do a full rakah, all of it from from fatiha, from standing, fatiha, bowing, prostration two times, and then after that, before you make the salam, you make two sajda of sahu, and then you make salam. Is that clear? Is that clear, um, my sister? Um, so you do the rakah at the end. Again. Sister, yes. And if you if you did salam and then you yeah. find out after the salam there is one of the rak'at, one of the one of them, you didn't do the second sajda. In that case, you have to do a full rak'ah, a whole of it. Start with takbir and recite fatiha, bow, 
do the rukur, stand from bowing, go down to sujood, do to the two sajda. Then after that, you make it tahiyyatulillah. And before you make the salam, make two sajda of sahu, then make salam. Is that clear? Okay. Okay, yeah. Shakala khair. All right? All right. No problem. And my advice to you, if you keep forgetting, just count them. Keep counting them. Keep put uh, put something, put a stick or two or pencils or things like this. Just count them that this is the, my first rakah, my second rakah, etc. Or my sajda, my second sajda. All right? Okay. No problem. No problem. Subhanallah, we have some other questions. We have here, what is the Islamic view of having opposite sex, uh, sex as a friend? Is not permissible to have this friendship just to avoid it? Now, now another question, is it... Uh, okay. Now, uh, why do we wear... Shimach, why do I like to wear it because this is my culture, so it's fine. It's totally up to you. Now, attending Jum'ah late is a sin. If you deliberate to late to come late, it's a sin. Yes. How should I reply to someone that that greet or wish me a happy new year? We mentioned as well to say thank you. Is it allowed for? Is it allowed to do the Umrah? For two deceased, uh, no, it has to be one one person one at a time. You have that's how it should be. You cannot do two umrah in one go. You have to do one at a time. The, okay, and the last thing, inshallah ta'ala. What is the Islamic group having? Oh, we, yeah, alhamdulillah, we have covered all the questions. Alhamdulillah, my brothers and sisters, we have covered all the questions. May Allah and bless you all. May Allah increase us all in knowledge and iman, especially the last question, which was about the shimakh. Jazallah khair, our brother Shu'aib, he, he gave me this shimakh from the studio. I came today with no shimakh. But alhamdulillah, we had the chance to wear it. Jazakumullah khair all. May Allah and bless you all. May Allah increase us all in knowledge and iman. And we'll see you, inshallah ta'ala, next week. Subhanakallahu alhamdulillah. Nashhadu an la ilaha إلا أن نستغفر ونتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا أيها الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم فإن تنازعتم في شيء فردوه إلى الله والرسول إن كنتم تؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر